Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Corner Talks podcast. Today, I have a good friend, talented comedian, entertainer, Colin Brown. What's going on, man? How are you? Yeah, how are you doing? Doing good, man. Doing good. Great, great. Uh, Colin, it's been a while since we last spoke. Uh, we hit it off at the Market Brewing Company, where I discovered you were a comedian, uh, part of a lineup of talented comedians, Andrew Packer, Greg Hall, for the headliner that night, a mutual friend of mine, uh, Nima Nass. And, uh, you know, it was really insightful that night uh, as a filmmaker, videographer, I really wasn't expecting uh, to kind of get a firsthand view on a comedian's world. I've always been fascinated, but I've always seen it from afar, you know, and just speaking with someone like yourself, I really got uh, quite a perspective. Yeah, it's quite a quite a long and uh, long road and a big learning curve and stuff for me. It's um, there's a lot goes into it a lot more than I thought when, when I first started, for sure. Awesome. Well, again, through our conversations, I became endlessly fascinated with the role of a comedian and the world of stand-up. And I'd like to know from you, like, how were you first introduced to comedy and why did you decide to pursue it as a passion? Yeah, so I, um, I first got into stand-up, well, at first I didn't even consider it because uh, a lot of people may not know this, but I, my only fear is public speaking. Okay. I, um, sounds a bit kind of pompous to say, but um really don't have any fears other than public speaking. So I never, I never thought it would um, be something I could ever do, but um, I started, I grew up watching stand up and just for laughs, stuff like that with my dad. So I always, I always loved it, but I never considered myself like the funny guy in the group. So I, um, <clears throat> I never thought it'd be something I would do, but uh, I, I think my parents encouraged me to, to get into it. And I should, so I started writing comedy, but I didn't really know what I should be doing or talking about and stuff. And then um, my mom actually signed me up for a Groupon for a writing course, a comedic writing course with Steve Kaplan. Right. And um, he's a really intelligent guy. I took a lot away from that course and uh, started writing really differently and felt like I was getting good material together. And then, uh, but I still didn't know how to get onto a stage. I think a lot of people that want to try stand up, it's a, it's a unique thing with, Kind of like a teenager trying to find their first job it's like how do i get onto a stage the first time and overcome that fear so i was calling around different comedy clubs like hey can i perform here and it, it was the same question like where have you done comedy before who right. who knows you this and that right and it was like well, no one and the answer was always no right so then um ended up going out for my eldest sister's birthday one night we were late to a show in bond at uh, the yuck yucks there and because we were late, we had to sit front row and uh, there was only a couple seats left there. <clears throat> and the entertainer that night, the headliner was Manolo Santanos, who's a comedian from Hamilton, turned out to be uh, one of my best friends now and uh, mentor and really, really funny guy, really nice guy. Um, anyways, he was performing and because I sat front row, he was kind of riffing on me a little bit. We were back and forth. And then after the show, he was selling merch by the front door, like a lot of comics do. Right. And uh, I went over and talked to him and he was like, you know, thanks for not being an asshole when I was picking on you and stuff. He was like, you know, the way you look, I didn't know if you'd like come up and hit me in the face yeah. or something. I was like, no, no, I actually, I, I could fight in him. Like, yeah. you know, I've been writing stand up and I love this stuff. And he was like, no way. He's like, you got to try it. And I was like, no, I can't. <laughs> like, yeah. fear just overcame me. And he encouraged me. He's like, you got to try because if, if you get one laugh, you're going to be hooked. And uh, we exchanged numbers and for about, had to have been like two or three months back and forth, he like harassed me. He's like, you got to try. When are you coming? When are you coming? And no matter what excuse I made, he, he stayed on me. And uh, 
finally convinced me to come up there to, to Hamilton Yuck Yucks, what was Hamilton Yuck Yucks then, and uh, try it for the first time. Walked on stage and I was swearing my head off and I was so nervous and I kept pacing <laughs> and just looking at the guy. Yeah. I couldn't even look up at the audience. I was so scared. Oh, yeah, yeah. And uh, I did something that um, I found out later was kind of a bad thing as a comic is I, I ran the light. So I was supposed to do, I think, five to seven minutes. I ran about 12. Oh, wow. And, uh, yeah. And everyone <laughs> and how does that like, work? Yeah. Do, they, do they flash a light to you? Yeah. So, there's, so, yeah, typically in the back of the room um, at a proper comedy club, there will be like a red light because it's a boss. And when that light comes on, it, it basically means like wrap up your bit and get off. So it's... Right. Um, and then if so they'll flash it until you like acknowledge it so usually if you really watch a comedian toward the end of their set you'll see them kind of look up and get yeah yeah and, and then they give the nod yeah yeah and then they keep going but um if you do that and then you continue on too long still uh they'll leave the light on solid which means like oh. get off right i've actually seen it go so bad as to them turning someone's mic off <laughs> oh, yeah. oh really like the guys just yeah. go, oh my god but is he at least yeah. killing it or or it's just out of respect think, for the club i think sometimes for myself i find you almost disconnect from your audience at times yeah get off on a tangent yeah and you won't realize that maybe you think you're killing it <laughs> or, and sometimes you are but right sometimes guys get carried away in what for sure saying. Mm-hmm. and uh yeah and I've, I've seen them kill a mic and it's like man this guy didn't even realize he's run like 20 minutes it's like yeah the time like, constraints for the act right it's, it's like a film that's overdue off. right like when you're watching a, a film and you're just like it's boring as hell and it's like three hours yeah. and you're like hey is it done like wrap it up now right yeah yeah and sometimes um i find comedians as a whole pretty welcoming and supportive of each other and stuff oh yeah like that. Mm-hmm. but sometimes in that case some comics will get really pissed off when someone's running a light or you know because maybe they've got two or three shows in a night and they were planning to finish at this show and make this show yeah yeah for sure later in the evening or 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 there's a second show coming on and it's like now you just took up some of your headliners time or something like that if you were middling yeah, that's what i mean it's out of respect for the club at the end of the day right and your peers uh, like your colleagues, yeah. right? Like you guys, and that's what I enjoyed about Mark, the marketing brewing uh, company. That venue is yeah. I, I, again. I've I've been to a comedy show before, but I was the behind the scenes guy, right? Um, mm-hmm. have, you know, Nima's brother, Nima and his brother, like you know, asked me to come out, and I got to see you know just the like inner workings, like how you guys communicate. Um, with you, you were so I'll be honest in your zone because I tried to have a little like meet up <laughs> with each comedian. I'm serious, bro. Yeah. Like I, when I walked in the back room, <laughs> Nemo was already out of it. Like he told me, he warned me. He's like, I just don't like talking that much for a show. But you, you were like, you look like you were reciting lines, like, like an actor, like preparing, like method oh, actor, yeah. like getting in his role. <laughs> and I'm just, I saw the tats and I'm just like, yo, I don't even know if this guy wants to talk to me. So I'll just wait till after the show. <laughs> back to the whole yeah. thing about the image, right? It's like, I just didn't know like who, who this guy was, you know? Um, yeah. And then at the end of the, your, your, your bit, obviously I, I put it together. You're a comedian. That's why I give you props, right? Because I, I commend you for that, right? Like to go up there and I realize like you're just as human as me, right? Like uh, it doesn't matter about the image or the exterior. Uh, you're going out there and you're, you're pursuing something that's different for you, right? Um, and everyone wants to be supported in that, in that, uh, in that light, right? So uh, again, uh, commend you for that. Um, how did that night go for you, by the way? I know, I know we talked about it, but were you, were you feeling confident? Was that one of your best? Yeah, I felt good. I, I wouldn't say it was my best. I mean, I've had... I've had rooms where it's just feels almost like the room's just like exploding. Right, right, right. 
I even yeah. I even had one night where a table was laughing so hard. At literally, I felt like I could go up there and make fart noises. They would have been no. That's so jokes. Yeah. And, yeah, and I was like, you know what? You guys are so good. I'm gonna take you with me everywhere I go from now on. Right, it, right. It was so like it was such an ego boost. But um, I think I think that was a good night though. I feel like I did well. Nice. But I um I don't know if it's like um. <clears throat> Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I can't think straight right now, but it, um, I just, I always feel like I'm doing badly, even if I'm not. And I often, oh, uh, very critical. I, I've heard this from other comics. Yeah. 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 A little cynical side of me, I guess. Right. Right. Expecting like this much. Of, of course. Of course. Um, I've, I've found a lot of the time I can't even hear the laughter in an audience. Oh, wow. I'll, I'll come off and my girlfriend will be like sitting in the back of the room. And I'll come off and everyone's all smiling, laughing, hit me like, oh, good job. This yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'll walk up to her quietly and be like, hey, did, uh, did anyone laugh? And she'll be like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, and then died the whole time. And I'd be like, oh, okay. So I was funny because I don't, I don't feel like uh-huh. I was so nervous and fixated on getting through my material and monitoring my stage presence and making sure I don't slip up and miss portions of my bit and stuff that uh, I, I don't even really take in what's going on right, in the right. moment. Well, I have video evidence of people laughing um, because I, did the, <laughs> I put the, I'm serious. I, I, I put the vlog together and I got a snippet of um, oh, your good. bit. Yeah. And as oh, a, yeah, yeah. So like, I'm, I'm excited to look, look forward uh, to watching that. I, I honored all the comedians that night. Obviously it was like Nima's video, but I tried to showcase like everybody in it. And um, yeah, uh, people were definitely laughing. Uh, what, I admired about your your kind of style of comedy. Everyone's style is different. I didn't pay too close attention, but uh, the bits that I did pick up, you're a storyteller. Um, and I obviously respect that because I'm a storyteller, a filmmaker. So I like that you lead people into the joke. It's not like a one hit punch. So you were talking about, you know, your wife, uh, your ex-wife, I mean, and, you know, don't get married kids. You know what I mean? <laughs> like you're, yeah. you're kind of just building them up. And it's like, it just felt like an older brother kind of, you know what I mean? Like you were just kind of giving them a little bit of guidance and then you hit them with the punchline, right? Um, you talked yeah. about your kids and things like that. Um, so I really liked how you worked into that style. I overheard too. Uh, it was actually funny to me. Um, but Nima was like trying to prep you up and say like, uh, you know, you could do some crowd work here if you want because the audience is, and you're like no nah, i don't do that shit <laughs> so i noticed you don't do crowd work <laughs> and, I was, yeah. and i was laughing i was laughing my head off in my head because like, this guy's like serious like this guy's ready to go like you know what i mean um but you know what even with his hat right he's like just talking to you like <laughs> two different characters like if you notice right yeah. like just two yeah. contrasts but you guys are in the same world that's what that's what was fascinating mm. to me. i wanted to bring it back to the whole image aspect because i'll be yeah. honest man i don't see a lot of people that look like you in comedy uh do you think that works against you uh in booking gigs or like have you felt that kind of uh, I, um, resistance yeah for sure it was like a the entirety of stand-up is just like an ego killer like right to, i like to say like I, I had to let my ego die a long time so right find any you have to get really comfortable with being uncomfortable to have find any form of success in in stand-up i think and um when i first got into it there's actually a, another really talented funny comedian uh, he's living in la now i haven't talked to him in a long time jason rouse nice okay and uh him and i are really different he, he's a very uh crude like rude kind of plays on shock humor and stuff a lot 
Mm-hmm. But uh, he was in Hamilton. He's friends with all those guys. He came in, really talented comic, normally performs a lot, like the states and stuff. He's done bigger shows and stuff than me. So anytime I meet somebody like that, I always want to know their opinion. Right. So I was on a show with him one night and uh, I went up and my usual, I write a little bit differently now, but I all, have always kind of talked about family and kids and life observation and stuff like that. When I first started, and this was probably my second year in the standup, um, I think I was more like nice, I guess. Okay. And uh, I guess it was like too nice for the way I look at mm-hmm. face value if you don't know me. Right. And uh, so I went up and did my set. And when I came off, Jason looked at me and he's like, dude, what the fuck? And I'm like, what? And he goes, well, you look like you're going to go up and tell like our stories about beating the shit out of people. And then you go up and you're like, uh, kids i love them huh like, <laughs> and like, yeah yeah <laughs> and uh and i started laughing and I'm like i get it and um he's like you have to you have to take in that I, these people don't know you yeah so when you walk on and they take you at face value you have to play on that image and then you know if you have enough time you can win them over to you know however you really are Show that lighthearted side if, yeah yeah but if you're doing 10 12 minutes 20 minutes you don't have a lot of time to of course get people into so i started from that conversation to play on my image more mm-hmm. and i started to write more it's like okay i love my kids i'm a dad i have an ex-wife this and that it's like what was someone who doesn't know me expect to come out of my mouth at face value when you see this look walking right. in front of me right so that's when i started writing the stuff about you know they're like euthanasia joke about my dad right right shooting with a shotgun it's like more like you would expect nasty stuff like that to come out of my mouth so i don't i try not to write like dirty but i um i just write stuff more to my image right so you're uh, saying this is not necessarily this is not necessarily speaking from you like this is not no yeah no it's it's more playing on the way i think people perceive me wow that's interesting uh, yeah because i found that it's it's funny too i actually not that I believe in all this stuff, but I saw a psychic years and years ago. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Not not for anything, but she actually brought up to me without me saying anything. She's right. like, you know, I see you walking on a stage, and she's like, and every time you do it, you split the room. Because she goes, uh, I can't remember exactly what she said to me now. I'm probably butchering this, but she she said that um some people walk up and they immediately think I'm a fucking asshole because of how I look. And I've actually heard table say, Oh, really? Person. Like I remember it really stood me up one night. I had a I had a show in uh, Toronto and there was a table of um like middle-aged teachers that were having like a, a fun night out of the comedy. Right, club. right. And as soon as I was walking on, I heard some guy lean over to someone else and like, that's a fucking asshole. And oh. I hadn't even I didn't even said a word. Yeah, 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 like, yeah. They were just what? judging. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Which whatever, I get it. People do yeah. that. But um yeah, it really, I really used to split the room because people would be kind of almost like confused at what was coming from me, I think. So started playing on that more and uh, I think it's worked better for me. No, I, I appreciate you being honest and like transparent about that because I, I take pride in like being able to see through people. And again, I didn't know you at first glance, but I kind of, as soon as, 
I congratulated you after the end of the show and the way you okay. smiled, I was like, I, I could just tell you were like a good guy. You know what I mean? Like you weren't just, no, because no, I, I've dealt with people that have your image and they're assholes. Like they, they yeah. just don't, yeah. they, they won't give you the time of day. And yeah. I realized, no, this guy's like a good hearted. Yeah. He's good hearted. Right. So um, I like that at the, you know, the bit like playing into your image, you're, you're right. Cause when you went on stage and you were like, you know, uh, so I got married when I was young. Yeah. Do that shit, get that shit out of the way. It's like, yeah, that yeah. makes sense. Like you would say, like I'm like, yeah, that my brain's clicking. I'm like, he would say something like that to me, right? Because you're a bit older than yeah. me, right? So it's like, yeah. if we're talking about relationships, you'd be like, yeah, yeah, get fucking married. Don't be, or no, don't get married. Don't be stupid. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. You, you would be like that older brother, like I was saying, right? Because I've had, I have older mm. cousins that, or, or uncles that talk to me like that, being Italian, right? And mm. they swear as well, right? So that's really yeah. cool that it's playing. You're playing to your strengths, and that's what you should do, right? um but then obviously like winning them over with that that vulnerability right um and again mm -hmm. i i link it to dave Chappelle's is one of my favorite comedians right he's he's a storyteller so he gives yeah. like this heart pounding story and then he'll say like a little crass joke at the end right so it's like oh no mm -hmm. that's dave right he's a quirky guy but and then you're like oh shit he's deep right so you mm -hmm. you play on that those layers right um that's really cool man all right so colin uh we were speaking about your stand-up comedy uh routine your career so far uh, and I want to know from yourself, are you looking to pursue this like full time? Do you see yourself um, like a Dave Chappelle or is this more of a hobby to kind of challenge yourself to overcome those fears of public speaking? How do you see it? So I, um, I never really had an end goal getting into this. I, I still don't know where I really lie on all that. And it is going to be a bit of a long winded answer, but um, when I got into stand up and maybe I perceived everything differently than everybody else in my own way but when I got into stand-up I thought it'd be like a lot of fun parts of it are fun but right. um hanging out with comedians and stuff like that I thought it would be like non-stop laughs and really funny and this and that but they're actually some of the, like for the most part like collectively like depressed kind of people and and uh really unique different people and stuff and it's not what I thought it would be when I got into it and um, I think a lot of us collectively I think what I'm trying to get at is we all kind of do it because not necessarily like am I I'm sad or anything I just right. I think a lot of artists as a whole suffer in some way and they want to make other people feel good and not suffer so um, I think what we're doing for the most part is we're trying to make just invoke happiness and joy and in lives and stuff and that's that's typically all i strive for is I, I don't know that it'll ever flourish into a career or anything like that but if i can make people laugh and forget their problems for half an hour at a time or something like then i'm i'm good that's right. all i've ever really asked of this is just i just want to make people laugh it's been fun to be able to relate from people like that are, you know, all walks of life from 19 years old to I've had people like 70 years old at my show. That's amazing. Their pants, which is yeah. awesome. And it's like in day-to-day -day life, I've never felt myself relatable to any of these people, but on a stage when I come off and it's like, you know, this younger girl tells me I was so funny all the way up to this elderly man. It's like, that's awesome. I never thought we'd have any type of connection. Right. So that's all I've kind of ever done with it is I just look to entertain and have fun. Um, I have a good career and stuff. I like to think and my day job sucks up a lot of my time. And um, 
I think for me to make the transition of having no day-to-day career and moving into this, I think it would require a lot of things I'm not really able to do. No, for sure. Yeah. Like, I got two kids and stuff like that. So yeah, I yeah. Think, I mean, I got a good friend of mine, Shay Durana, who um, uh, is one of my best friends. He, he um, He's making the transition now. He's just moved to New York. He's really killing it and doing well. And I've kind of watched him climb. But to do the things he's doing and the other comics that I know that are finding success and really taking off the way I'd love to, you really got to give it everything. And I, I can't yeah. really do that. Like you got to have no kids, no commitments. You, yeah. you really have to live for that. So I don't know. I, I'd love to compare myself to somebody like Tom Segura or, or um, Dave Chappelle, like you said. But uh, to get there, I think all of those guys have in common have have really given up everything to get to where they are and i, I don't see myself doing that not in any near future I yeah think. no no for sure again uh, yeah. that's that's really big of you to kind of like admit that like you're self-aware right um mm-hmm. something that i kind of uh, pride myself mm-hmm. on is i don't even pride myself is just kind of accepted is you know like being 27 don't have any kids uh you know don't have mortgage things like that um, I'm able to kind of go all in on my passion, right? Wherever that kind of takes me. Cause for me, it's kind of like the end goal, right? Like the dream. Um, but, uh, for someone like yourself, yeah, that makes sense. Right. You have, uh, you, you know, kids, you have family, uh, you have dependents, right. And yeah. to kind of go into comedy, especially that world, right. As you admitted, right. It's not all, uh, you know, sunshine and rainbows. It's not laughter every, every minute. Yeah. Um, yeah. there's a lot of like dark times, a lot of grueling times, a lot of catch up and wait. Yeah. Uh, you probably witnessed that as well. Um, yeah. And if you didn't have your full-time career, you'd probably lose your mind, right? Um, yeah. So uh, very important that you have that self-awareness. And you know what, man? Like, there's nothing wrong with that. You know, you don't need to be a Dave Chappelle. Uh, if you're doing what you're yeah. doing and you're killing it, then why not? And you never know if someone in the audience might help you get to that point, right? You got to yeah. do at the end of the day what serves you and what serves your family. And I like, I kind of respect that, That because let's be honest, there are people that uh, if they do have kids or whatever have you, like, they'll just go after their passion or their dream and like they won't be as attentive to their kids um and that's not right you know and and that's something that i get off of your instagram page and we'll talk about more about your socials that um they're a big part of your life right and i I just can't see you just abandoning that right even your career as well there seems like a lot of camaraderie uh on on site you know on your construction site you know what i mean yeah So, um, yeah, no, that's really cool, man. And, uh, that's something I, I, I was just curious about, right. Cause, um, always wondering where people are taking their, um, their passions. But uh, I think as you do, as you continue with this, um, these comedy routines, like you'll just get better and better and you'll do more gigs and you might even surprise yourself. Right. Um, and, and see where it takes you for sure. So that's really yeah, cool, man. Yeah. Yeah. That's really cool. So getting into social media, right. Um, social media is an integral asset. You know, a lot of artists across various creative industries, uh, use to assert market their brands, um, as we've been doing, you know, as a filmmaker and a comedian, it's, it's amazing how active you are. I have to say, man, because after following, no, I'm serious. It's like after following you, I'm just like, Oh, this guy might post like a few times, you know, whatever. Right. Cause again, you have kids, you, you, you have a lot going on in your life and you, you make it an effort. I'm really proud of you that way. Like you just constantly are making me laugh with these, 
uh, Instagram stories, again, feeding into your image, like a lot of them are just, <laughs> a lot of them are just crass and like dark and <laughs> cynical, but it's, it's, it's amazing. It's hilarious. Like what about the whole porn thing? Like, you know, porn damages your brain and cuts to you and you're just like twitching your eye and shit. <laughs> like it's hilarious stuff and it's hilarious stuff. So, um, yeah, man, uh, I want to know, like, why do you choose to be so active on social media in the first place? So um, it may seem the opposite, but I, I actually have a, a real deep hate for social media for the most part. Okay, okay, um, thank you. Thanks it, for bringing that is, up. <laughs> yeah, so um, I think it's it's done a world of fucking bad for a lot of things, especially of relationships and stuff. It's just terrible. It's such an ego-driven smoke and mirrors highlight reel of people's lives i, I yeah. for the most part i can't stand it i don't really engage in other people like i don't as much as i go on it to look for things yeah, post, yeah. Like, i don't really pay attention to what anyone's doing or what anyone else is posting or anything for that's the most good part, that's good. people that are within my actual circle and yeah in real life i i don't really bother with it much um but i kind of uh Social media, I kind of use it as a tool to network for stand up. And it, I think if I were to say I'm done with stand up tomorrow, I think I'd delete everything because I, I really care for it that little. But um, I started using it as a tool for stand up mostly with just Facebook years ago when it's grown into Instagram and slowly with TikTok. Um, and uh, <clears throat> I don't know, I don't really know what I'm going for each day. I just, I know I get endless messages saying like oh you know if i don't post for a few days you'd be surprised how many people message concerned me. okay <laughs> like where you know i you know your posts are like my morning paper because i'm up earlier than most people i'm up four four thirty right right your job, yeah. almost every day 100 um yeah and uh that too actually on that real quick that uh really kind of fucks me up for doing stand-up because stand-up's kind of an evening yes night yes yes and the first couple of years i did it i um i actually went sleepless most of the time no i was getting an hour or two of sleep if i was lucky and wow. then a lot of nights no sleep and it really made me drag ass at work and screwed me up and i actually got to a point where um i was experiencing auditory hallucinations oh wow and uh, I went into my doctor at one point and said, you know, this is what's going on. I feel like shit all the time. And the first question, I probably looked like a bag of shit walking in there. <laughs> oh, um, he was like, you know, how much sleep are you getting? And yeah. I was like next to none. And he, wow. he, we had a, a deep, long talk about what I was doing at the time in my life. And uh, he was kind of like, you know, you're doing four, five, six shows a night. Because back then I thought you had to grind in order to get ahead. Yeah. And, uh, so I thought it was just like comedy by attrition. Like that was the only way to get better. And um, so I wasn't sleeping. I was doing as many shows as I could. And then I was working my ass off during the day and, and uh, crazy hours. And he basically bluntly told me like, if you keep this up, you're probably going to wind up killing yourself. And uh, I was like, Fuck. no, so I really had to take a step back. But um, anyway, I'm getting away from myself. But um, no, 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 but it, but it's insightful. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I uh, so back then I was using Facebook and stuff to network for, for stand up because mm -hmm. it's really it really does come down to who you know, who's seen you perform, people vouching for you and stuff like that to get booked on bigger, better shows and stuff. Yeah. And um, 
So, and then it, I think it just became habitual and much like stand-up where I just like to put a smile on people's faces. I try to do somewhat of that online as well because I get up early, like I said. So first thing I do, I call the internet for bullshit memes and stuff like that. And I put stuff up and then, uh, you know, fun things. I really like to live life and enjoy things with my kids. So I like to show that stuff and encourage people to to get away from the mundane and, and really go. Out yeah, yeah. You're an outdoors guy. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love just things that get your heart pumping right? yeah yeah so i uh, i try to encourage people by showing them myself i've always tried to lead, lead by example so you know i'm not going to tell you you should go outside more you should do this but i'd like to show myself skydiving and jumping off cliffs and doing all the crazy shit that i do in hopes that you'll be like hey i want to do that yeah and i'll find yeah. that even like this last weekend when i was wakeboarding you know I'm, I'm showing people that i'm out wakeboarding and next thing you know people are like oh man like that was fun i should go do that so it's, it's just to try to get people moving but I think I pulled for a few things. So it's, I either want to make you think, challenge you in a way out of, out of the norm um, to make you laugh or in all honesty, just to piss you off. Cause I think it's funny. Yeah. I, I like to get people worked up. Like sensitive, yeah. Like sensitive pussy people. Like I'm yeah. offended. You're offended. Like, yeah, I, yeah. I love that shit. So that's yeah, why yeah. I'll put up the stuff that's blatantly like a slap in the face sometimes. And I think, I think that's what uh, actually got my last Instagram account uh, banned. Yeah, I was going to ask you about yeah. that. What happened there? Uh, I don't know entirely. I kept getting endless um, community standard violations. I think I might have had like a troll on there, or maybe like a, a shitty pissed off ex with a different account and that blocked or something. You know? Yeah, probably. Yeah, but, uh, hey, well, but anything's I, yeah, possible in this age. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I... Um, it was like, you know, I was constantly getting shit for stuff I would put up like on uh, Six Buzz. Like they, they would pull stuff about Trudeau and I'd talk shit. And I'd, I'd oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. It was probably getting too political. <laughs> yeah. Not that I was trying to be political. Not I'm that you were just, trying, but yeah. Guy, yeah, I'm just the type of guy like just leave me the fuck alone. I, I, I'm going to do what I want to do. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're not bothering each other. Just let me live my life. Like, You're talking about the, uh, the pandemic, like the lockdowns. And, yeah, and, the pandemic oh, yeah, stuff. Yeah. Uh, it really, um, yeah, I think I was getting in a lot of shit for that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Encouraging sure. people, like, because I remember there was a post I got in trouble for where, whether or not it was true at the time, there was um, there was a post that came up that police were stopping people and asking where you're going. Yeah, like I messed up my and shoot I, once. Yeah. Yeah, to try and inhibit movement. And I put up a post saying, I'm pretty sure if you just tell them I'm on the way to fuck your bitch, they'll oh you know, laugh really hard and let you go. And like all these people, like took it seriously and i got i got the shit for that it's like it's it's blatant satire there's no yeah. way like who who in their right mind will go out and say that to a cop to a state trooper right? yeah they'll fucking yeah, they'll out. shoot you especially in the states yeah. they'll you in the eyes yeah but um yeah just stuff like that so i yeah i got pulled down i i still don't understand entirely why but uh yeah that got pulled down i almost got banned from tiktok for bullying and stuff which i found were you, you were bullying? Like, were you, weren't you? I wasn't. I, I kind of, whatever. It's whatever pops into my twisted head. Like, but were you I, like I, doing I, duet? Like doing duets? No, like, I, um, so I had a video of a guy. So in the, in the train conducting, like the train community, um, conductors and stuff, they have <laughs> these people, what they call foamers. You ever heard this term? No, no, I know. 
a, so a folk performer, a folk. not the folk fun, but the folk fun. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's typically people that are like obsessed with trains. Oh, okay. And uh, people, so they call them foamers because there's people that will stand literally at like a train platform and watch trains come by and like lose their mind. Oh, you're saying like really obsessed. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like really obsessed. So yeah, they, yeah. they make fun of them and call them foamers. And uh, because they're like foaming at the mouth of this like, yeah. train, right? And uh, unfortunately, in that community, I think there's a lot of people that probably have underlying issues like autism or something. Yeah, like for that sure. That the most lead, yeah. lead to that obsession. And uh, so, playing on that as a blatant joke, there was a worker <laughs> by this train, um, this crossing by one of my job sites right. that was watching a train go by, I think for safety reasons. I recorded him, didn't know I was recording him, don't see his face, nothing. And I made like a, a voiceover joke, poking fun at foamers, being like, oh yeah, there's a fucking blah, blah, blah train yeah, yeah. or whatever. Yeah. And then I put up a post saying, oh, this guy stood here all day just to watch his train go by and stuff. But in all reality, it was a worker doing his job. But I played on it like it was a foamer. Well, fuck, I, I couldn't believe, I got like 20,000 comments of backlash Really, like, like no joke like twenty thousand, yeah, like something crazy yeah like yeah like in like an hour people are like you're no like my my cousin or my brother or whatever is holy like, shit you're, you're harping up <laughs> and it's like much like stand-up like these are like bits this was something you know it's not like i saw a grown autistic man obsess over a train and right like, fun on him. yeah it's just i played on the idea of it right but yeah i almost got banned from tiktok for that and the other ones I've made similar that I guess could have been perceived as like insensitive. It's just amazing. It's such a fine line to walk down now. Oh, 100%. You can, you can poke fun at, you can say, and then other things, you know, people lose their minds, right? Like I, um, I had, uh, I, I can't remember if I said it, I talked about it the night I was there at um, the show you were at. Right. Where I have that joke, like I was saying earlier, about euthanizing my dad. When he, when I think he's, yeah, he's mentioned something, something along those yeah, lines. Yeah, so I think I did that bit, but did I talk about how I got banned from a club for that one? Right. Did oh, I, wait, did wait, I sorry. Did you, did you ask me something? Did I talk about getting banned from a club? Oh, no, I, I don't. I didn't pay again. I didn't pay attention too closely. Oh, I was running. Oh, I was in and out. Yeah. I was in the back. Yeah. And I was running, yeah. But what, but what I, was that um, about? So, so I have this bit about euthanizing my father. It's just, it's just a bit um, with like a sawed-off shotgun on his 60th birthday. And uh, it's kind of a joke. It's actually about him and his friend actually initially made the, the joke bet with each other yeah. that they're going to yeah. euthanize each other so they don't see old age. Right. And I took that as I'm going to do it. And um, excuse me. So I, um, I did that bit one night at a show in Newmarket. It was like an outdoor patio show. And there were two elderly women sitting like front row and i could tell they just they fucking hated me like as soon as i walked on just because of my tattoos they were like fuck this guy and anything i said or could have said it didn't matter they just they hated me and that happens sometimes it's fine right but um you know i'm not for everybody not and win them all yeah yeah Yeah, so um you're gonna be dead soon anyway but I, yeah. <laughs> the jokes are coming back. The jokes are coming back. See, I talk like that too. It's crazy, man. Like you, you could be very dark, but it, it's the reality. Like that's how people think, right? Yeah. So I, I did that bit that night and those women were really upset. And uh and then I could see they were upset and I thought it was hilarious. And uh because to me 
I think it's really funny when someone gets really worked up about something that isn't warranted. Yeah, I, I think sure. it's funny. There's no, no, you know, by all means, have your emotions, but make sure they're well placed. It's just comical when uh, you get butt hurt over something stupid, right? It's so but like, but you're at a, you're at a, you're at a performance. Like at the end of the day, it's yeah, you're at a like performance. whether this guy's yeah. psycho or not, like who, like I, I think you can lean yeah. more towards the idea that I think he's there just, just to get something out yeah, of you, right? Like he's just talking shit. Right? That's what Joe Rogan yeah. said. So I, I basically told these told these women that they're the reason they're so upset is because they're overdue and they're they're okay. crazy long. And uh, <laughs> I, I that's that's I that's of, that'll yeah. hit them, yeah. That'll hit them. Yeah, so I guess I kind of centered them out and the booker came up to me after the show and was like, you know, I you can never perform here again because those no. women will never go to another show and they've never been so offended and everything. And I just started laughing. I was like, you know what? I don't give a fuck. Like, it's yeah. fine. Whatever. I'll never come here again. Keep your stupid 50 bucks in your wings or whatever. Like, I don't, I'm a Canadian comic. I don't care about this. Like, this yeah. is, I do this for fun. If you want to make it all serious and get pissed and engage stupidity like that, then yeah. whatever. Fuck your show. And I think that the best part of that is when someone kind of mistreats you or takes something too seriously and it treats you like shit, like, things always... I was saying that trash sometimes takes itself out because that show ended up getting canceled. That bar pretty much shut down. Yeah, after that, I can so imagine. Comes down yeah. to the management being fucking useless like that, right? No, for sure, man. Like yeah. you have to, yeah. Like as a manager too, right? You have to eye talent and you have to know what's appropriate, like for your venue. Like in other words, like if he invited you to that stage, like he needs to accept, you know, your comp. I'm not sure how it works, the logistics, but I can only imagine that they were aware. Yeah of your style does that yeah, make sense yeah were they yeah, aware like of like typically, your yeah, yeah typically whip, um bookers will reach out and they they've heard of you somewhere or they've seen clips or, or something like but going back to the image to, too like when they see you right yeah. like if i was a booker yeah. i'd be like okay this guy might throw a dark joke <laughs> you know what i mean yeah, like yeah, i have to be yeah, prepared I, for that yeah. you know what i mean like if yeah. i invite like a tubby like you know short guy whatever i'd be like okay maybe he might not be as and if he is i'll be surprised yeah. at him. but you know what i mean like you yeah. shouldn't judge but you should also like again like you said you have to play into the image a bit and and be yeah. aware so yeah some people are a bit delusional yeah for yeah, sure man yeah, yeah well uh, honestly like you know uh, good on you uh for taking a stance because andrew schultz are you a fan of his comedy style yeah i love andrew schultz, yeah. yeah so i so right he that guy says all kinds of shit to the point where I, yeah. even i was like oh shit like in the back you know because yeah. i watched them in montreal with a buddy uh live yeah. and the whole infamous uh comedy tour right uh i don't know if you saw yeah. that clip he basically had a streaming service. A lot of people believe it was Netflix uh, that said, this is way too racy for us. We can't do it. And he said, fuck mm -hmm. it. I'll do it myself. Um, okay. And and whether you, the way I look at it for artistry, it's like whether you respect him or not, whether you're, you laugh at his jokes or not, you have to respect the fact that he he was true to himself. You know what I mean? Like he didn't sell Ooh. out. Like that that's yeah. his comedy. You know what I mean? Um, and there's a way in which you deliver that. Like I'm sure like when you deliver that line to the elderly, like – you're not you're not uh, spewing venom at them. They're, you're just you're, you're you're talking shit to them. You know what I mean? Like you're kind of just like getting an emotion out of them. And even if you are, like everybody has a different style. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. In which they evoke, right? Um, like Seinfeld, right? He refuses to swear. His his jokes mm -hmm. are more like you know everyday like ob observations, right? And yeah. some people are more crass, right? And more dark, more cynical. Um, what is it? Sam Kinison. Sam Kinison. Uh, do you do you know that comedian? Sam yeah, I've heard the name. I yeah, yeah. Much yeah, he was a short-lived comedian, right? Because um, he, uh, you know, died tragically. But, um, you know, big big guy. He would use, you know, uh, his weight in, in a lot of his bits. But also he had a lot of traumatic relationships. I think he had 
an ex-wife or two or whatever but mm-hmm. he would just always like literally yell like fuck you you fucking whores and stuff. like yeah. he's just a crazy guy now yeah. people laughed at it. eventually people like he's acquired taste eventually people got along with it but yeah it took mm-hmm. him a long time to really uh to really capture that audience um so yeah mm-hmm. i think it's just all about yeah committing to what you find funny and entertaining um, that's something mm-hmm. that I discussed with a lot of comedians after the show, like the venue market brewing company. Um, mm-hmm. You have to also keep in mind like where you're performing too, right? Um, mm-hmm. Like if you're performing in a small town, right? Um, maybe the reception won't be as big as if you're performing in like New York city. Right. Um, it's just different. Uh, the way people are like the upbringing, the morals, the values, things like that. Some people like look to each other, like, should I laugh at this? <laughs> Which I find yeah. interesting. It's like, yeah. if it's funny, yeah. it's funny. Right. Um, mm-hmm. But no, that, keep doing your thing, man. You know, like, obviously, uh, I don't think you don't strike me as someone that's like going out of your way to like hurt someone. It's just more like you're, you're shooting the no, shit. You're talking, you're, you're talking yeah. shit, man, right? And it's like, mm-hmm. you should say in your bit, like, if you think this is bad, don't end up on what I do for a living. Like, I can only imagine yeah. on a construction site because my dad oh, works yeah. in business, right? So he has buddies yeah. at the house. They come to the house, they do stuff. And I'm like, the way these guys talk, holy shit. Um, oh, yeah. But it's amazing, right? That's how I grew up. That's why I think I'm just more open, like accepting of the comedy style because I'm used to it, right? But again, if someone that not, right, has been sheltered from that, who's never sworn in their life and they hear you, it's yeah. like, oh, shit, why? Yeah. <laughs> what's happening? Yeah. What did you say? Uh, but that's great, man. That's great. So uh, just bringing it back to social media, uh, I know you've established you hate it. You know, uh, it's detrimental to relationships. And I agree with you. Mm-hmm. You know, I uh, don't want to get too into it. But yeah, definitely uh, evidence of that <laughs> affecting, affecting in the past. Um, but I want to know, like, for people that are looking to create, get themselves out there, but they're struggling, maybe they're insecure, maybe they're shy, maybe they don't know how to create or what to do. Do you have any advice mm-hmm. for them? Anything you can say? I think, so I've heard different takes from other people, but for me, I um, I do things differently. Um, so I have friends that make a point with writing um, their comedy to the, their posts on social media. They actually attribute time every day, like religiously, to sit down and say, I'm going to write and make content. Okay. I've okay. never been able to do that. And I found right. that, um, what's that stupid saying? It's like if you try and force a Part, it's probably shit or whatever. Oh, I've never heard this one. <laughs> so, so I thought it was if you bring a horse to a pond, uh, you can't force it to drink. You can bring a horse to yeah, a pond, like that, to yeah. That's probably a better way. As soon as I heard shit, I'm like, what? <laughs> but um, no, I found that when I try to force myself to make comment or to make content for online and stuff, it's just garbage. But I find that if I wait till I have like an epiphany of you know, I see something and I'm like, oh, that's funny. Or this would be funny with that. And then I put it out. That's better. So I, I know, for instance, with like TikTok, there's a lot of content creators that, um, that, uh, you know, even back to uh, my friend, Shay Dorena, um, he's, he's got like a massive following, like million, I think he's up to like 8 million followers oh, wow. on TikTok now, which is crazy. Okay, good for him. And yeah. he, has, he has his ways of doing things that work for him. And he has certain times of day he'll post and he's given me a lot of insight to how he's found his success with it. But for me, I've never found that to be the same. So what works for you may not work for me because I've tried to do what he does and sat down and been like, okay, at this time I'm going to put up a post every day and stuff. And it's like the posts don't get traction. It doesn't feel authentic to me. It doesn't 
fit my style of humor, right? It feels right. forced, you know, and like you can, people are a lot more perceptive than, than we sometimes give them credit for. Like people mm-hmm. can tell even through a screen in the smoke and mirrors that is social media, you can still feel that it's not authentic. And it's oh yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. Like, so when I try and like duet something I found funny or whatever, and I try to like, uh, maybe I can do this and maybe I can do that, but it doesn't feel like that funny. It never, it never is. Like it'll get no traction. And, you know, the thing will flop. And, um, but when I just give it time and I feel inspired, I feel funny and I do something that feels genuinely like that's fucking hilarious to me. And then I put it up that usually kills. And it's like, so I try to stick to that. I, I don't try to force anything. I don't feel like posting a lot. I'm not post a lot. If I feel like I got a lot of funny shit and I'm on a high, then I'll put all that out there. So I think it comes down to listening to yourself. Yeah. As much as there's so much jargon online now about what you should or shouldn't be doing. I think like anything, take it all with a grain of salt. Stick to yourself. You gotta find your voice, so to speak. Find your own unique style. Put it out how you think you should. Like TikTok is a funny example because I want to keep talking about exes and stuff, but it's kind of funny that I dated a girl that um, she was very, <laughs> I don't want to harp on someone who can't defend themselves, but let's just say she, she really enjoyed her own image. Okay. Right. And uh, she was like, you should be more active on social media and stuff. And at the time I wasn't, I went, whatever. Right. And I didn't even yeah. have TikTok. Right. I'm yeah. like, that's for young people. No, for sure. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> you know, and I, and I didn't want to get onto another platform. And, um, anyways, so I was like, you know what? Maybe I'll try it. Maybe right. I'll try it. And, uh, she was like, you're never going to get any traction on there. You're never going to post it. <laughs> and, uh, I was like, you know what? I'm going to start a TikTok just in spite of you. And, uh, I bet you I'm going to get more followers than you are faster if we both started accounts today no and, uh, and she was like no way no way so i started an account i put almost no effort into it and almost immediately not that i'm at some huge number i think i have like twelve thousand followers something like that now and i really don't put a lot of effort into it but it was uh almost immediately the numbers were like, like yeah yeah up. Well, I, what were you posting would, though out of curiosity like- um it was just stuff I found interesting. Like I had an old cottage video of like me and my buddies hammered around a table and my one buddy's got a tongue like down to here. It's like, he's a freak of nature. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we were all trash and he was like, just like throwing his tongue around slow motion at the time. Holy shit. And, uh, and while my buddy was literally dumping beer on his face and I was just standing there like trash, like just dancing. And right, right, it was right, really, right. really stupid short video. Okay, like, cool, yeah. You're just documenting your life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and so I just put up like that and like a video of me riding like stupid fast on my Harley and like a couple other stupid things. Yeah. But it got like a shit ton, like hundreds of thousands of views. And really? And got me a lot of followers quickly. And I also made a point. I'm like, if I make a TikTok because I hate TikTok, I'm not following anyone. Like I'm not to this day. I think I maybe follow thirty people that I actually know personally. Yeah, they actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. And and uh, I think maybe five of those people are just people I found really interesting on TikTok and actually right. funny and stuff. But other than that, I don't really. It's like I'm never following anyone. And uh, I told her I was going to do this at the time, and she's like, "No one's going to follow you. That'll never happen. That's not how TikTok works." And then <laughs> she had no followers to this day. I don't think she has any followers. The, no um, one no one followed her at all no no <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
like, no, but what like, I'm saying, wait, hold on. Yeah. So I'm trying to paint this picture in my head. So she was obsessed with her image, TikTok, yeah. this platform. Because I was gonna say, there's a bunch of racy shit. She didn't. Uh, yeah. She didn't. She didn't like get to that desperate. Eh? No. Wow. No. It got. I think at the time I was banging up like thousands of fucking followers a day, and uh, and she got like a hundred or something, and then got all mad and like removed it all. It was really funny, actually. Yeah, I just, I, I found you now. Yeah, I'll follow you. Yeah. That's funny, man. No, that's yeah. jokes. Yeah, you got to yeah. prove your point, and you killed it. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, for, for social media, just, yeah, just do your own thing, man. It's all, it's all bullshit anyway. I mean, yeah, it, it is. If yeah. you're not using it as a tool, I think you really got to be honest with yourself with what you're really using it for. Like, what are you trying to accomplish on that? What are you, yeah, who are you trying to impress? Yeah, you're absolutely right. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, for me for me i have moments where uh like in the height of my anxiety like way back uh because again i didn't go through a similar situation like you obsessed with the image like the ex that you had um which led to the downfall of the relationship right like you can't be with someone that's that like it was insane like just every day was like, so vain. sorry it's so vain no it's so vain yeah and it's like and then you know you, you get older and you start thinking long term like is this who i really want to <laughs> like cultivate yeah, life um but my point being is that uh because you're uh i was a part of that world right i because i never i hated social media but because you're with someone that's obsessed with it i noticed i was becoming like that guy right like i was just always like trying to keep up with the posts and whatever and then yeah. when things went our separate ways when i broke up um i realized like it's still with me and i said i gotta change this like this is not who i am right um and sometimes i do get sucked into it but i try to now make it strictly for business as you've seen like with my posts um yep. i just really make it as inspirational as possible right because i would get the same thing like yo you should be more active you should be posting more like guys like you they should be should be posting here and like that and i'm like that's not who i am at my core speaking of image yeah, yeah like people people look at me man like obviously i don't look like you like i'm not as intimidating but people like uh you know girls and guys have told me like you know i didn't want to talk to you, you look like unapproachable or you didn't want to talk to me whatever and i'm like as soon as I start speaking, you're like the nicest guy. And I'm like, yeah, I'm like, social media does that, right? Like you think I'm this mm -hmm. way, but I'm not, you know? Yeah. Um, and it's like, yeah, you have to like play to your strengths and like, just be who you are, you know, like all my stuff mm -hmm. that I post, uh, as you see with my page, it's all my film stuff. And it's all about me, like, you know, trying to do inspirational videos, you know, it's not like, I, I don't know. I'm just not that kind of guy where it's like, I just want to always be posting. I'm at the beach or I'm, <laughs> I'm out with buddies yeah, and stuff like yeah. that. Right. I, yeah. I see it. I have friends, you know, they do it. That's fine to each their own. But then you come across those profiles and it's like, that's not me. Like, it's just not artistic. It's nothing creative about it. It's just mundane, you know? And uh, yeah, man, uh, you got to be unique. Uh, if that's something that we established today, you got to be unique and you got to be true to yourself. So I'm happy you have the, you have the same mindset. <laughs> really happy you won yeah. that competition that's wild man Twelve thousand. <laughs> you made her eat her words man holy shit yeah. I, i'd understand if it was like 200 300 but twelve thousand. that's like yo don't even talk to me <laughs> crazy man crazy but um so as creative individuals you know we're always constantly looking to improve our craft and uh you know you made it a point earlier that you're not looking for stand-up to be a full-time career but i am curious are you looking to do anything else creative with this venue like skits you know those guys that you see collaborating skits um anything like that um that you look you look to do um you know what i think something i think stand up if anything comes from it i think it was um something that forced me to grow 
in a in a way that I never would have, which would in the, in respect to public speaking and stuff, because overcoming what's been my constant and only you know really huge fear. Um, there's an old saying that um, the best things in life are on the other side of your fear, and for me with stand up, it definitely has been some of my best nights. Right. of my life have been some stand-up That's a nice point yeah and um so i think that i don't know where stand-up begins and ends for me but i think that from stand-up as a stepping stone of growth i think later in life i'd love to see myself doing more public speaking but from a motivational side to encourage people to do the things that they're afraid of and um, pursue the things that they've always felt like maybe they can't and uh, because to me, something I've noticed, <clears throat> not only in stand-up community, but just the artistic community as a whole, um, from all performing artists to painters to everything, a lot of people don't believe themselves and they yeah. never really, they, you know, maybe put their toes in the water a little bit. But yeah. so if I can encourage more people to chase those things that, you ever heard someone talk about something they're passionate about and they stop themselves? Yeah. Like, oh, you know, I'd really like to do this. Ah, I just sound stupid. Never mind. I'm I time. hate, I, I can't understand I, that. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, I hate, it's like, dude, no, I'm listening to you. I love this. Right? Yeah. And, um, I think if more people could just dive in to that thing that for whatever reason they think other people aren't going to appreciate, I can't imagine how much more good could be brought out to the world. Like, um, you know, how much more music we're missing out on, how much more humor and comedy, how much more beautiful painting and stuff we would see if people yeah. really, um, really dove into their fears more. So I think if I could use my experience in stand-up to somehow bridge a gap to, motivationally speaking, to get people to pursue their passions more yeah. in life, I think that's where I'd, I'd like to take it and what i'd like to do yeah yeah to inspire people through your 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 comedy but also uh through your journey um as yeah. a comedian, right is to kind yeah. of show people like hey like you know straight up off the podcast you're telling me uh my biggest yeah. fear my only fear really is public speaking and you hit it right on right you instead of uh shying away from it you said what can i do to overcome that and you did stand-up comedy which is probably the most terrifying thing you can do because again yeah. it's public speaking is if you think about it in some ways is easy because I was telling Andrew Packer this, you have a speech, you read it, and that's it. People liked it, they liked mm -hmm. it, they didn't, but you did it. The difference mm -hmm. with comedy, what's more daunting about it is you have to evoke an emotion, which is mm -hmm. laughter, right? Happiness, in order for that, in order for it to be successful. Because if you don't, it's not stand-up comedy, right? Yeah, so yeah. that's that's what I'm saying is like you you went for like the highest point. And again, like back to me being a filmmaker, right? It's I love to tell stories. I love to, you know, uh, convey uh, images through visuals. I love being a creative, right? Um, and, you know, growing up, I was very reserved. I was very to myself as an individual. Um, in some instances, it was because of shyness. But for the most part, I just liked solitude. And then I realized, hey, like, if I want to get to where I want to be, I got to be collaborative. I got to be social. I got to be out there, right? Um, even though sometimes it's painful for me, you got to be a bit of an, yeah. uh, an extrovert, I mean right like yeah. that that uh that night market brewing company like obviously i was excited i was in my element 
Um, but there were moments where it was like, Oh, like, you know, I, I don't really want to ask these guys for a testimonial. Like, I know they're just going to roll their yeah, eyes, right. but it's like, you know what? Screw it. Like I got to do what I got. I got to do this for the project. Like this, this is good. What's going to make the video. And I was grateful enough that they had, I had people still that reject me and said, no, we're good. I'm like, okay. Some people didn't know what they're doing, but then I realized, you know what, man, I'm sure you realize this. Everybody's just as fearful as you. <laughs> like yeah. we're, we're all, we're all trying to figure it out. Like, uh, yeah. if you really take a step back, the people you going on stage, the people in the audience were just as scared. And I have video, <laughs> I have a video evidence. Oh, really? You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I'm just saying like, they were just as nervous, like to be there, not like to be there. It wasn't like a crazy scared mm. event, but what I mean is like, they're just human beings. You know what I mean? Like they, mm. they're attending an event. They're looking to have a good laugh. And even if you didn't do well that night, whatever, like, let's see them do the, yeah. let's see it do them. Uh, let's see them do it better <laughs> for the last yeah, time. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, no, uh, pleasure talking to you, Colin. Uh, this was really insightful. Yeah, and that's why I love doing these podcasts, man, is, is, is getting uh, just a human side of, of, of the person, right? Instead of just seeing them as the, the artist, the creative, the comedy, comedian, the content creator, you see them as an individual, right? A, a person. And uh, you've done that today beautifully. So thank you. No, thanks, man. No, yeah. Thanks for having me. Of course, of course. So uh, yeah, we'll definitely keep in touch. Uh, you're always welcome uh, back on the podcast. I'm looking forward to more of your bits. Uh, you know, on social media, <laughs> hopefully we cross paths again, uh, when I do one of my yeah, vlogs sure, sure. and, uh, yeah, man, uh, do you have anything else to say before we leave? No, nothing. Thanks a lot. Thanks for having me on. Perfect. No worries, Colin. Thank you again for coming on the podcast. Thank you everybody for listening and we'll talk soon.